Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to pose proposition to you and that proposition is this is that your financial well-being is directly related to your belief system and if you're tied to a poor person's belief system you'll end up poor if you're tied to a middle-class belief system you'll end up middle-class and if you're tied to a rich person's belief system you'll end up rich now that's not to say what color you are because I don't think race, religion, sex, nationality have anything to do with it. Because I've seen people in every one of those different various variations of those things become rich. I've also seen people from every one of those variations become poor. And we all know everybody else in all those variations that are middle class. So today what I would like to do is I'm just going to offer up these five belief systems to you that I believe differently than you do. And the people that are following through what I'm teaching believe these same things. Some of them in totality. Some of them, they just pick and choose the ones they want to believe and leave the others behind. But I think it's important for you to understand that if you believed all of these and then followed the principles behind them, that you would have a roadmap that has a very high degree of success. So let's start with the first one. The first one's very painful, but it's becoming very prominent right now in today's news. And that is, school is the secret to becoming rich. The higher your education, the more money you're going to make. I found that one to be a complete lie. I make millions and millions of dollars, and I don't have a college degree. I know tons of people that have high college degrees, sometimes even master's and doctorate degrees that don't make hardly any money. For years, I believed this, and people say, no, no. In fact, when I went to school when I was younger, if you're as old as I am, you remember, they used to have this, like, chart 
that if you graduate from high school, you're going to make this much more than the average person. If you graduate from a junior college, two-year college, you're going to make this much more than everybody else. If you go to four years of college, you'll make this much more than everybody else. And if you get a master's degree, you'll make this much more than everybody else. And if you get a doctorate degree, you'll make this much more. That was how they explained it to us. It was just a simple chart of where you would end up in life financially. Well, that chart is all wrong. Not because the premise behind it's wrong. The premise behind it is correct. The problem is the education should be life's education, financial information education, business education, success education. But no, social studies, music, African studies, right? All these different things they've got our kids studying now don't mean anything. They don't do anything to produce successful people. So I'm going to take belief number one and throw it in the trash can. Education is and has no determinant on the factor of success unless it is the specific information that you need to do what it is you're about to try to do. So in other words, if you're going to try to go into real estate as your financial way of getting ahead, you need to know a lot about real estate. You need specific information, not generalized knowledge. It won't do you that much good. All right? Now, proof that I'm right about this, you've got Joe Biden and the Democrats. By the way, Democrats are the ones that run all the colleges, run all the schools, and believe in education. But you've got the Democrats now saying, we've lied to our kids so much about how important schooling is, college is, and they've gone out and got into debt because of it, we need to forgive all their debt. Now, put those two things together, guys. Why they want to forgive all the debt? Because they know that it was spent on a useless education, and it's holding people back. The debt of going to college is holding people back. And they don't want to charge back the schools for not giving the knowledge necessary to be successful. they be taking money away from their Democratic friends called teachers and professors. So instead, they just want to forgive all the debt and let all the people who actually didn't go to school and all the people who actually paid for their own school now to pay the debt of the people who went to school and took the dumb classes that didn't do any good for them that didn't allow them to come out of college making enough money to even pay off the debt that they paid or that they created to get into debt. All right? That's rule number one. Rule number two, belief number two, not rule, belief number two, is that retirement is a sum of money. In fact, even before that, I'm going to move that one back to second. The first belief about retirement is retirement is an age. Somewhere along the line, it was set into our societal norm that You need to work until you're a certain age, and then you deserve to retire. Well, the reality is you don't ever deserve to retire until you do the things that make it possible to retire. But in our society, we said, no, no, if you just put in your good 60 years, we're going to give you Social Security, we're going to give you Medicare, Medicaid, and whatever, and we're going to keep you alive after you stop working. Right? 
And as you look at this, you say, okay, that, that's that's a whole belief system that we deserve to retire at some age, right? But the age then becomes part of that belief. What is the age? 60, 62, 65? Is it now 67? Is it soon to be 70? How soon will it be 80 before people say, you know, you really shouldn't set up yourself to retire anything sooner than 80. People are living longer. You need to work longer. The idea behind Social Security was that people die by age 65. Every male in my family except one died by 65. So if you go on Social Security at 62, they pay for you for three years, and then boom, you're gone. You're off the dole. So you paid in your whole life into Social Security to get three years worth of payments back. That was the idea, except now people live into 80, 90, 100, so it's not working. So the old age thing is broken, right? And the idea then pops into play, okay, if Social Security and Medicaid aren't going to take care of you for that one or two years before you're gone, now you have to have some money. And retirement becomes an amount of money. I need a sum of money that if I stop working, I can start taking money out of this pile and live on it till I die. So what is the goal of a program like that? The goal is to die before you run out of money because you have, you end with a pile and that's it. You quit working. The pile doesn't get any bigger and you start taking away from the top pile and the pile earns less money every year because there's less money there to earn any money. So the pile reduces quicker. Every year you stay on the pile, the pile gets smaller faster. So the pile principle is not very effective either. So then there's this 401k thing. Wait, we'll help you save. We'll make it easier. How will we make it easier? Here's how we make it easier. We'll let you put the money into an account that doesn't get taxed until you use it. That way, more of the money is available to be invested. And we'll try to talk your boss into Add a little more money to that pile so that pile can grow quicker. That's the basic concept. What's the problem with that? It's gambling. It's not investing. It's either saving, where you're saving the money in an account and hoping you save up to something, or it's gambling. In other words, you put it in a 401k, what do they do? They put it in either savings account or they put it in some type of a stock account. If the stocks go down, your 401k goes down and you lose money. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. 
you deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Retiring America, one person at a time. This is the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now, more unconventional wisdom from your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're going over the beliefs that control and manipulate your financial life. The first one we blew up was the fact that college education and generalized education schooling uh, is not effective towards making you rich. Instead, specialized information is what it's going to take to be able to become rich. The second rule we worked at was the belief that retirement was a sum of money or an age. It was an age you should retire or a sum of money that you can save up to that will get you there. And the answer is no, those are not the reality. And the reality is this. Retirement is actually a point where you can replace your earned income with passive income that equal or exceeds what your cost of living is. So in other words, when you can put together enough passive income streams that they cover everything that you need to live, you're retired. Now, does that mean you don't work anymore? You may still work. You may work in a business that you own like I do. You may work um, even in another job. Doesn't really matter, but the point is, you're basically retired at that point. If you want to be, you can be, all right? Now, this next one here plays into that 401k thing we were talking about, how 401k doesn't really work. And the reason is, is because it's speculation. My next belief system is that you don't have to lose money in investing. Now, most people believe markets go up and markets go down and you are at risk and that there's always the risk to gain and the risk to lose. I don't believe that. I believe you can invest in a way where you won't lose your money. And I've done it in real estate and not lost any money in real estate during my investment years. I did lose some money on a house I bought before I knew anything about buying real estate. Uh, but it was a condo and I just bought it to live in it. It was a bad decision. But since then, since I started investing in real estate, I've not lost money in any of my investments. Um, Say, well, how is that? I don't don't know how that is. Well, because you can look at a situation and go, am I gambling or am I investing? If I invest, I buy something that won't go anywhere. I've never had a house run away. I've never had an apartment complex move. And I woke up and I had lost it. It was always right there. I have tenants that pay the mortgages, so I don't have to worry about paying the mortgages. But if I ever had to, I could pay a mortgage once and cover that up until I could get another tenant. But you have to know how to get tenants. You have to have the best product at the best price. And if you do business the right way, then this business always works, right? But what are you doing? You're gambling. People don't like to be called gamblers. They don't like that. And the reason that they don't see it is because we're using the wrong word. We need to change the word from gamblers to speculators. What is a speculator? Somebody buys something with the anticipation that they can sell it to somebody else and make a profit. Doesn't matter. They haven't done anything to make it worth more. They haven't changed anything to make it worth more. 
They just expect that somebody's be dumb enough to pay them more for it. We call it the greater fool theory. There will always be somebody dumber than I am that will pay me more for whatever asset I have, whether it's gold or silver or oil or stocks or bonds, whatever. Somebody be dumb enough to pay me more. I don't need somebody to be dumb enough to pay me more for my real estate. I keep my real estate. If I wanted to sell it, there was a profit, good. If I wanted to sell it, there wasn't a profit, then I wouldn't sell it. I would just hold on to it. So another way to look at this is this. When you're a speculator, and by the way, many people buy personal residence as speculations also. They go, I'm going to buy in the best neighborhood there is. Why? I ask, why do you want to buy in the best neighborhood? Because that best neighborhood goes up in value quicker. Well, you're speculating it's going to go up in value. You don't know that for a fact. It might go down in value, although it hasn't in any market. But I'm just giving a point, making a point. So if we move on from that and say, look, think about it this way. If I put a gun to your head and I say, give me your money or I'm going to shoot you, you better give me your money because if I pull that trigger, you're dead. But if I'm standing on a railroad track, and this is the way I see real estate. Real estate's like a train coming at you. The stock market's like a gun at your head. It can change in a second. Boom, just like that, you broke. But real estate's like a train coming down a track. And a guy standing there telling you, look, if you don't give me your money, I'm going to have my train hit you. And I look at the guy and go, are you an idiot? That train can't hit me. What do you mean it can't hit you? Watch. And I step off the tracks. Now what can the guy threaten me with? Nothing. Because, see, the train can't move it fast enough to hurt me. That's the same way a real estate market is. It can't move fast enough to hurt you if you're doing real estate the correct way. So, rule in my life is don't lose money. That's something I live by. Don't lose money. Think of it this way. Will Rogers said it best when he said, don't talk to me about the return on my investment until you talk to me about the return of my investment. In other words, The most important thing to me as an investor is my principal. Whatever I had to do to get that money, I don't want to lose that money. Maybe this month I don't make as much as I made last month. Maybe I have a lower rate of return. But I still have that house. I still have that apartment complex. I still have that commercial building. They haven't gone anywhere. They're still there. How much income we made this month, the last month, or the next month is irrelevant to the fact that I'm not losing my asset. And that's the key. Don't lose money. Think about this way. You go to your stockbroker, look, you know there's investments that make 100% return. You know there's investments that make 20% return. You know there's investments that make 2% return, 0% return, minus 2, minus 20, and minus 100. And you want to do something called diversification. You want to spread me out across all those. If I spread out across all those, the average of all of those is zero. I don't want to do that. I want to find as many as the 100% return deals I can find. Then I'll take some 20% deals if I can't find 100% deals. And if I have to, I'll go down and stick my money in some 2% return stuff just until I can find some more 100% return stuff. But I'm not going down to that zero, and I'm not going down to that minus 2 or that minus 20 or that minus 100. That's speculation. I'm not going there. You can't make me do it because I won't lose money. So that's the next rule you have to learn. Don't lose money. And the belief that ties to that rule is that it's possible to invest without losing money. If you don't have that belief system, then they'll always be able to talk you into buying stuff that you can lose your money in. Remember, 
They have to talk you into investing in the stuff that you can lose money in. They can't just take your money and stick it there. You have to agree to it. So when they tell you about what they want you to invest in, ask, is there any possibility I could lose money? And if they say yes, say, nah, I think I'd rather be in real estate. Now, keep in mind, this is buy and hold real estate. This is not buy, rehab, and flip. That's speculation also. Wholesaling, buying, rehabbing, and selling, flipping, all those kinds of real estate are not really real estate investing. They're really speculation. And they're taxed as speculation. They're taxed as earned income, not as passive real estate income, like the real estate we're doing, the income we get. Take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the beliefs that will allow you to become financially successful compared to the beliefs that will hold you in mediocrity. Uh, the next set of beliefs that we've worked our way to is there must be cash flow in any investment I do. Um, let's go back to the second belief, which was that retirement is a stream of income. And when you can equal or exceed your cost of living with a passive stream of income, you can retire, right? Well, what does that take? It takes passive income. Income. You must have cash flow. I've never understood investments where you would put money in and put money in and put money in and put money in and never get any money back. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How do you see a 401k helping you when you feed it every month, month after month after month for 40 years? When does it start giving you money? How about these annuities when you feed them for 30 years and then they start paying you back? Or how about the 401 IRAs? I'm sorry. All of these investments, the stock market, where you just sit in stocks and it, stock goes up and go down, piece of paper, the number changes on a piece of paper, but there's nothing to spend. Every time I buy a new investment, there's more money. I closed on a deal just the other day. The accrued income that I earned for the month of May was $8,100. That was just my accrued income that they had to pay me, the seller had to pay me. I'll be making $9,000 a month on this thing. I've got another one I'm closing this Friday. I'll be bringing down about $6,100 accrued income on that one. And by next month, that'll be another $9,000 a month. But that's money in my pocket, real money, not on a piece of paper. I get a check in the mail, guys. And that's what allows you to know that you're retired. It allows you to live the way you want to live, to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, where you want to do it, and with whomever you want to do it with. It takes money. 
And that's why there's got to be cash flow. Moving on. The next belief is, and this one took me a long time to come to it, was that you can't get rich slow. I know your whole life you've been told you can't get rich quick. But that's not true. I've made millions of dollars in a single transaction in a one-year period of time, two-year period of time, made millions. You could save your entire life and never make a million bucks. I've never seen anybody save up to a million bucks. I've seen people earn a million bucks, but never save a million. So what you have to do is you have to get out there and earn larger and larger sums. So as I built these passive streams of income, with every one of them having cash flow, eventually those assets started going up in value. And at some point, I started having capital gains. And once I saw the power of the capital gains, I started going back in and doing real estate deals that had massive capital gain potential. Whereas we could change its value. In apartments, you can buy them and you can reposition them. I could take it from a class C or D property, move it up to a B or an A, and in doing so, the same building and lot can be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars more, if not millions. And once I learned how to make a million dollars in a transaction, having a million dollars meant nothing. Now think about that for a second. If you learn how to make a million dollars in a single transaction, how does having a million bucks mean much? Because all you have to do is 10 or 20 transactions and you're worth 10 or 20 million. All of a sudden, that lifelong plan of saving your entire life to get to a million is useless. Because now you realize you can have all the money you desire. Just have to do another transaction. Right? That's the way it works. Unlimited upside potential. Now, interestingly enough, the more money you have, the larger the transactions you do. The larger the transactions you do, the more cash flow you create. The more cash flow you create, the more money you have in the bank. And the more money you have in the bank and the larger the capital gain is, the more money you have to roll into the next deal. And what happens is a snowball effect. You have compounded growth. Compounded cash flow compounded capital gains, compounded total growth. And because you keep taking this, if you do it correctly, you keep taking these excess incomes and putting them back into more transactions, your wealth becomes not only larger, but it grows faster than it did before. Which leads me to a statement. I have made more money every year for the last 30 years that I made the year before. Why? Not because every business that I owned did better, no, but because I bought more businesses each and every year so that the totality of all of that adds up to more. I'm still doing it today at 65 years of age. And I've told you guys my whole life, I never thought I'd live past 65 years of age. Yet here I am at 65 years of age, I'm still alive, and as I got off the bike today, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to close another deal this week. And thinking, I always thought I would be done by now. But I'm never done. And you, my friend, will never be done either if you do it the right way. Because you'll always have more money coming in than you have the need to use. 
because you haven't learned how to elevate your standard of living past this large, massively large amounts of money that are coming in. And so what you do is you elevate your cost of living at a pace that is just behind the pace of your wealth growth. So your wealth still grows exponentially, but you still increase the cost of your existence. So next rule, belief system, you can't get rich slow. You got to go get the capital gains. The next belief system is it's not what you make, but rather what you keep. And what that means is if you're being, if you're making a ton of money and you're being taxed at a very high tax rate, and by the way, I own like 27 different companies. Some of the companies own real estate deals. Some of the companies own uh, real estate sales companies. Some of the companies own consulting firms. Some of the companies own software companies. Some of the companies, and we're just starting a company up now, a mortgage company. So we've got all these different companies, right? Some of them get taxed as ordinary income. Some of them get taxed as real estate. But all of them come back to me. So I have this conglomerate of income. But in doing so, I've paid in massive amounts of taxes each year from all of the earned income situations. But when you take it and you conglomerate it together with the fact that I'm a real estate professional, that I spend all my time doing real estate, I don't have a job, right? I spend most of my time doing real estate and make most of my money from real estate. I am a real estate professional. And because I don't have a job, I can claim being a real estate professional. Because of all that, I can take all of my passive losses, in other words, my depreciation from all my different real estate companies, roll it all together, and use it to offset my income. This year, that offset was over $2 million. So think about that. I had paid in. I'm in 42% tax bracket in many places, many companies. I pay state income taxes in multiple states. But when it all said and done, all that money I paid in, I got back over $2 million in tax refunds. Why? Not because I did my taxes wrong, but because I followed tax code and did with real estate what the U.S. government has said should be done. I just followed the law. And if the law wasn't there and they took all those things away, if Biden took it all away, then I wouldn't have those tax deductions. But would I stop doing real estate? No, because I did real estate. I made this money and I paid the taxes in anyway. I'm just getting it back because I shouldn't and didn't need to pay it. But I did pay it. So remember, I can't get $2 million back if I didn't pay $2 million in. Think about that for a second. In fact, I ask you the question all the time in the seminar, how many people paid over 400000 in taxes? Nobody's hand goes up. I go, you guys don't have a tax problem. You have an income problem. So if I get back $2 million, that means I paid in $2 million, right? I don't have a tax problem. I have an income problem. So my friends, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And if you want to keep it, you need real estate transactions done the correct way. You need to position yourself so that you can use your deductions. And there's it's multi multi-faceted activities. You're going to have to research to be able to do it right. We'll be right back with Del Wampanoag.
Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Got a question? Call 855-497-4DELL. That's 855-497-4335. Or email Dell at askdell at luinc.com. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been working on a premise that your financial position in life is directly related to your beliefs. So if you have middle-class beliefs, you end up in middle-class. Poor beliefs, you end up poor. Rich beliefs, you end up rich, right? So I just covered a bunch of beliefs that I think that the middle-class America believes to be true, which holds them back. So in this last segment, I'm just going to recap them in case you're just now you know, tuning in. And the first one was that a college education, general college education, is worth anything. It's not worth anything at all in my book. Uh, it doesn't allow you to become financially successful. In fact, it's so bad that right now the government is trying to get everyone to let you out of your college debt. That's because the Democrats realize that these college degrees are useless, right? And that's why they don't want you to have to pay for it. Um, what is useful, though, is specialized knowledge, specific knowledge about that which you're going to do. So if you're going to go into real estate investing, you need to have very specific knowledge to that. The next belief is that retirement is an age that you acquire the right to retire at, which it isn't. Many people are working in their 70s and 80s now. A second thing is that retirement is an amount of money, that if you have a pile of money such and such this large, you can retire. But that's not true either. Those monies, those piles, they run out. And many of you can't get to the pile large enough anyway. So the reality, the truthful answer to that question is retirement is a stream of income. When your passive stream of income equal or exceeds your cost of living, you are retired. That's a belief system you have to have to ever become retired. The next one is don't ever lose money. And the fact, the belief that you can invest without losing money, that it doesn't have to be speculation. You don't have to buy something and hope it doesn't go lower or hope it goes higher. You can buy something. It will be there, always be there, and always put out income for you. So don't lose money is the next value or next belief system you have to have. The next one is there must be cash flow. Why buy any investment that doesn't pay you? Why should you pay into an investment? If I'm going to take money out of my left pocket and put it in my right pocket and call it an investment, should that investment not pay money back to my left pocket? It should. There should be money coming back to me from every investment I make. Otherwise, it's not a wise investment. And people don't see that. They put their money into stuff that they never see it again. You can see why people don't want to save money. They stick it in accounts that don't pay them. But if you stuck the money in an account that paid you every month, you go, man, I can't wait for this account to get bigger. Why? Because then it will send me more money every month. So I'm excited about savings because as I save and invest correctly, I have more and more cash flow, which is the important aspect of all this, right? So there must be cash flow. The next one is you can't get rich slow. Even if you work and save and work and save and work and save, you're never going to get there. It just isn't going to work. At some point, even if you're buying cash flow assets like when I first started buying houses, I was buying houses and I was getting cash flow. So I had about a hundred houses and they were producing for me uh, about 70,000 a year in cash flow, something like that. And I didn't have very much money in the bank. I put all my money into my houses to, to buy more houses. And so I wasn't rich. 
And then one day I sold off a couple of those houses that were in a group and I sold them off and boom, all of a sudden I had money. I go, ooh, that was really quick. And then I did an apartment deal and I was able to sell that and boom, make a lot more money. And all of a sudden I started realizing that capital gains, large transactions, is the only way to get rich. Now, let me tell you what rich seems like to people. To have expensive toys like cars, boats, planes, houses, and have a million dollars worth of stuff, some people would call being a millionaire. But they've got a million dollars worth of debt that hangs with it. The next level was having $2 million worth of assets and a million dollars worth of debt and having a million dollar net worth. That was then a claim to be a millionaire. The next deal was to actually make a million dollars in a one-year period of time. And that was a millionaire. The next deal was to actually have a million dollars cash in the bank, sitting there with nothing to do. That was a cash millionaire. The next thing was to make a million dollars in a single transaction, to walk away from a title company with a million-dollar-plus check. And that was a millionaire. Interestingly enough, there's nothing past millionaire. I've argued about this forever. There should be something like a decamillionaire or a quadro billionaire or a quad of a bill or whatever. But there's it. There's a million and 10 million, then 100 million. It takes a thousand million to be a billion, which really makes you realize that a million is not that much. Because you really can't brag much once you've made a million, even if you're making a million in transaction. You're still nowhere near being a billionaire. So as you round out your net worth to 20 million to 50 million to your first hundred million dollars worth of net worth, you just start to become aware that all that stuff you did really was very little compared to what some people do. And then you realize you can't get rich slow. You got to move to get rich. At some point, it hits you. It's really not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. Once you have the lifestyle you want, then the money becomes a game of monopoly. At least that's what happened to me. It's spreadsheets that I track it and see how I'm doing. How many greenhouses do I have? How many red hotels do I own? Am I winning the game? It becomes a giant game at some point. Now, for you at the bottom, they're starving, can't pay your bills. It's not much of a game, I can guarantee you. I've been there, and I've done that. And if you ask me which was better, I'll tell you being successful, financially successful, is way better than being broke. So you have to make a choice. Do you want to be poor? Do you want to be middle class? Do you want to be rich? It's your choice. Pick up the beliefs that will get you there. And remember, in my life, it's not money. It's a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.